Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Your Story podcast. I can assure you. You are in for a special treat this episode. I have no other than the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Joe Basso Sr. Yes, you heard it, Sr., the man who made all these kids. (laughs) And uh, he is with us today, FFL Citadel. And uh, I am so excited to have you in the studio with me today and to talk about your story. I can assure you this will be a top three podcast for me. Wow. Praise the Lord. Welcome, man. How are you? I'm wonderful. Better than I deserve, as they say. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to get in here with us. Um, I'd love it if you could detail and walk us down the path of your story, some of the things that made you the man you are today. Okay. We'd appreciate it. Um, Well, you said I can go as far back as I choose. Born very, very much uh, lower middle class, blue collar family in South Philly. Mm. Uh, my dad was a plumber, got up, went to work every day. Um, my mom was a waitress in what was then the most popular diner in South Philadelphia. <laughs> so it doesn't get much more blue <laughs> collar great. than that. Yeah, awesome. And uh, my parents worked very hard to get us in a neighborhood we probably didn't belong in. But we went without a lot just to have that environment. Mm. And they had the foresight to know. Um, You know, grew up number five out of six kids, although my mom had to change a life baby. So I was the baby for 12 years till my little brother came along. Got it. Yeah. And so um, even when I was 15, they still called me Baby Joey, you know, because <laughs> uh, it was just the habit, just right. kind of the way it was. Makes sense. I get so it. I was very protected, had older brothers and sisters. Um, but, you know, the neighborhood gives you an education, too. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, uh, pretty much in grade school was the kind of kid that never spoke out in class. I never really did a whole lot of homework. I just paid attention. You know, got pretty decent grades, <laughs> but never considered myself uh, or never really thought about getting going further in education. Mm. Um, I just like doing physical things. And so, uh, you know, I high school, um, my uh, junior, senior year, I transferred from a all-Catholic boys high school to Central High, which is pretty pretty well acclaimed uh public high school for Mm. boys um and i had my own personal reasons why i did that (laughs) which i'm not getting well you said it already (laughs) (laughs) well uh yeah Uh, so so those two years didn't go so well (laughs) i did just enough to pass i did just enough to pass um by the skin of my teeth um but but what really happened in my junior going into senior year, um, my older brother had brought a guy home um, that was born again, that was saved. Mm. And he asked me a question at a Bible study. Now, you got to realize, I always believed the Bible mm. was God's word. I never read it. 
Makes sense. I was always the, in, in the religion I grew up in. Right. It was not encouraged to read the Bible. Right. You, you acknowledged it, but didn't make anything of it, right? I'm very familiar. But when, um, when the guy asked me the question, where are you going when you die? I said, well, heaven, I hope. Mm. And he said, well, why do you hope? You can know. Wow. And he opened the Bible and showed me how to be born again. Hmm. And I got saved uh, at the tail end of my junior year into my senior year. Um, and so I had a lot going on in that senior year. Wow. I had all the peer pressure. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Hmm. And then I had the Holy Spirit just beat me up all over the place. Wow. Because I was trying to live two lives. Mm -hmm. And so the senior year was very challenging. Um, you know, went to Temple for a year. Temple University. Temple University was going to do sports medicine. I've I always loved athletics, but you could tell by <laughs> I'm five five and two forty, so I was always <laughs> a good linebacker when <laughs> when I was younger. But uh, never really uh, profession professional sports or college sports. I knew it was not my future, but I just loved sports, so I wanted mm. to be as close to it as I could. So um, sports medicine is essentially pre med first year. Got it, um, but. First year of college, I just, I really felt the Lord wanted more from me. And so um, I just surrendered, surrendered my life. I said, Lord, I'm yours. What do you want me to do? Wow. And he said, uh, I want you to preach. Now, of course, I didn't hear that audibly. I just knew. And I and I counseled with my pastor and, mm -hmm. and through counseling and, and searching the scripture and prayer. I just knew that's what God wanted. Wow. And so. That I, early. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew from then. God. But, you know, God doesn't just hand you over a church. Right. You know, you got to be, you have to be faithful and little. <laughs> hand you over yeah. a church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the way it happens today. Right. You know. Oh, got it. Yeah. And, yeah. There's so many uh, self-called, God-called people that they just. Start churches all over mm -hmm. the place, and mm -hmm. that's uh, you know, and that's a whole doctrinal thing. We can <laughs> we can talk about it another time, but um, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, he said, well, you, you know, you, you got to start by being a servant. Mm. This is how you this is how you begin your your Christian journey. It's about serving. Mm. It's about putting Jesus first, others second, yourself last. That's where you're going to find joy. Mm. And you know what? Forty years later that acronym still holds true. So, been doing that what for acronym? Jesus first, other second, yourself last. Got it. Joy. That's where Got you get it. your joy. Look, at you just right? you educated me here. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, um so I'm you you don't know me that well personally, but um I'm a purist. I'm a Bible purist. Right? Um that means I let the scripture say what it wants to say. I don't mm. make it say what I want it to say. God. Right? And uh, so so I started just serving, you know, starting as a, as an usher in the church. And, you know, eventually, hey, we need somebody to help out in Sunday school. And and then, it, you know, just gradual, mm -hmm. learning, learning the ins and outs of what church is about, learning doctrine, you know. Um, I don't think there's nearly as much emphasis on doctrine today as right. there should be. Because right. at the end of the day, Mark, people live what they believe. Huh. Right? You're going to live what you believe. And do you feel like it was always like that? You think it's more like uh, that now? I think it's more like that now, for sure. Why do you think that? Um, because services have become more emotional and dramatic. Got it. And there's not enough Bible um, exegesis, which is like teaching the scripture what 
the, the scripture meant historically, how it implies to us today, mm. you know. Uh, all scripture was written to us, but it wasn't all, you know, uh, uh, isn't all to be applied by us, meaning that mm. there are certain things God wrote in the Old Testament, applied to Israel, so on. And um, so, um, you know, I just, I just paid my dues, mm. you know, paid my dues, serving, being loyal, being loyal to the pastor, mm. loyal to the Lord, mm. making sure that my testimony outside of the church match what my testimony inside of the church was right Mm -hmm. i hear people all the time say i don't like to go to church because there's hypocrites there Mm. and i say well obviously you don't go to ShopRite either. <laughs> I'm sure there's hypocrites in ShopRite and, and at work. So, I mean, you, you're going to live a very monastic life if you're going to stay away from hypocrites, right? So, but, but <laughs> that's no excuse. ShopRite either. That's good. Yeah, there's no excuse to be a hypocrite yourself, though, right? Right. That's, that, to me, is, um, is what this is really about. Like, don't just talk the talk you got to walk it right right and um you know so so i got married uh got a job at boeing built helicopters for eight years hmm. and then uh and i love that work because i i moved all around yeah, it was a good union job um and i i love working with my hands love you know it. so i did that for eight years i got laid off and at the same time the church that i first attended in south philly the pastor left and they needed a pastor Hmm. and so i said all right i'm in and uh my wife and i had a long conversation and it was um she said you're not going to be able to do what you need to do in this church for what it needed at that point and work your full-time schedule Hmm. i said well are you prepared to live by faith wow and she said yeah my by the way my wife is the most godly person i know that's amazing. Right? Always marry up. Anybody who's young, <laughs> always marry up. <laughs> I can attest to that, man. Yes, yes. Praise God to that, yeah. man. <laughs> Woo! So, um, so I went from making um, probably, this is back in the mid-90s, 1,200, $1,300 a week with full bennies mm. to 200 a week. Oof. Living off the, the offerings of the church. Living by faith. Living by faith, right? <laughs> and that's that's been 40 years. Wow. And I, I don't know that I want it any other way. It's exciting, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Um, so, so you know, what do you do with with financial success? Well, you got to use it for everybody else. That's what it's here for, mm. right? Because that acronym is still, yeah. that's where you get joy. Jesus, I, yeah, I, I know a lot of people that are very wealthy and they're miserable. Mm. They live in fear. They have no context to, uh, you know, to them, success is money and money is success. Mm. I, I don't live by that, never have, and by God's grace, never will. Amen. Right? Nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but it all depends what you do with it, sure. in my opinion. So, sure. um, so uh, just, you know, I think I told you before. We uh, my, now my wife's educated. I'm not. I'm the uneducated one in my family. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Bibl- biblically educated. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, best wisdom you yeah. can have. Well, well yes, said. exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly biblically educated. I love teaching the Word of God. I love it. It's my passion. Mm. Right. Um, and and so we we knew that there was going to be a sacrifice to make, and that was we were going to pour our lives into our kids. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and so that meant homeschooling. That meant p- 
putting our lives on hold for a long time, hmm. right? And you just you just do it. You take it day by day, and that's what we, you know, the parallels between what we do in this business hmm. and what I've already lived are too many to mention, <laughs> right? And so you take it day by day. You're a new agent starting out. What we were just saying, as we were part of me, as we were walking in, um, you know. There's a learning curve to everything in life, right? right? Mm -hmm. People get saved, they come to church, and they look around and they're like, you know, well, well some of these people have been here for 8, 10, 12, 20 years. Mm -hmm. You think you're going to know and, and have what, what took them 20 years to get? Mm -hmm. And now, if you don't, I'll even say this because I say this often from the pulpit. That's the problem with the younger generation. Mm -hmm. They want today <laughs> what took their parents 30 years to get. <laughs> Right? And it's not organic. And so because they can go out and get credit cards and, you know, live in debt their whole adult lives, mm. they think that that's success. Right? Mm. There's two kinds of blessings. There's blessings, blessings that come from above, mm. and then there are blessings you can manufacture on earth. Wow. Right? And don't confuse the two. Wow. Because they're not the same. Ooh. Not the same. Uh, so I don't know where you want me to go with this. You're the, <laughs> you're the chief. Where you want this to go? Well, you know, you said quite a bit. Um, and, you know, you, you talked about you and your wife deciding to walk by faith, mm -hmm. to live by faith, um, and to pour your life into your kids, mm -hmm. you know. And <clears throat> it's well documented. Joanne, Joe are the two that work in this business with us. Mm -hmm. Am I missing anybody? Well, Dom is our full-time recruiter. He's the baby. Dom so Bassa. here's the order. Yeah. Krista Joy okay. and Joe are twins. Yeah, Krista's those... nine minutes older. <laughs> right? Krista has her license. She's had her for a year. But she's a PA. She She's a kidney stone specialist at, at Jersey Urology. Okay. So, um, you know, she sees Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know what? I went uh, eight, eight years of school for this, and uh, I love what I do, but um, she is, <laughs> uh, in all honesty, um, we're very blessed. Our kids are, our kids are workers. They're hard workers, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so. Um, they get that from y'all. Well, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And my wife can work me under the table. <laughs> I love I, it. I tell her, I, listen, I. <laughs> You can make make take this however you want to take it, but I, I can outwork my wife eight hours, but she can go sixteen. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'm done. Nine o'clock. You know we got company coming. She's waxing floors and cleaning. And I'm like, you're nuts. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> She's like, no, they might see the dust up there in the corner. So, and and that's her. That so yeah, they get it as much, if not more, so from my wife than me. But um, but uh, you know, they're so Krista. Krista is licensed. Um, she just went down to a four day work week, and she's mm. going to start running Look leads. At this. Yeah, so Look Krista's at this. running leads. Obviously, you guys in the FFL, you know, the whole company, you know, mm. Joe, you know, Joanne. Dom's our recruiter. He's mm. getting licensed right this. now. Mm. So I want him to jump into telesales in the office. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I will, I'll just replace him with the recruiter. So, you know, in this, in this stage of, you know, 
you're raising these 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 thoroughbred kids that all love the Lord, that were all homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was that like, you know, as they were cuz I look at it and I, it's not fair because I look at it and go, "My gosh, look at the talents mm. and the gifts and the blessings." But then yes. I look at you and your wife and I go, "Wow." And I I said this. I said this to my wife at Joanne's wedding. I'm like, them they're they're animals talking about you and, and Carmen and I'm just like Carmela Carmela I'm Carmella, sorry that's right Joe's wife is it's easy that's to right. mix up okay you and, and, and my mom was Carmela too how so what that? are the odds of that yeah how about that so I look at you and your wife Carmela and I go and she just speaks life just she yeah. just comes over and starts speaking life yeah. and speaking life and and I'm like wow and I just you know I'm 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 I I truly mean this that um you are a testament to you know, just sowing immense seeds throughout life, and 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 it shows the harvest shows up in what you guys do, but it also shows up in your kids. Oh, it's very and kind. You Appreciate are um, to me when I see how hard parenting is, and I look at what y'all have done. I go, you're a legend to me. Well, and you, I, I don't know you that well. As I think you said, you're overstating I, it a little not, bit. I, no, but. I'm not because I have two kids. And if my two kids, if we could raise our two kids, I don't know your other two kids well, to be Joe and Joanne, I'm you just will. saying, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I mean, what more in life are you asking for when you, when you set out on a path as a 20 year old, you get saved right. and you, you start pastoring a church as you picked Carmela, as you, as you started make, having babies, y'all did it. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's yes. legendary enough, well, and that's not that's not being too um, complimentary, sir. Well, that's very kind, and praise the Lord for that. When I when I was um, my you know right before I got saved, I was a muscle head in a gym, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there were some guys that hung out in there, mm-hmm. right? And so I knew my life was going to go one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are some days where <laughs> I think, you know, you know, Hitman, Hitman isn't that bad every now and then. Sometimes it comes in handy. But, um, uh, but I tell all young couples this. The thing that made it work, beside the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, we were living, like once I really got involved in church, my, my wife's concern was, you know, she had gotten saved, and she came out of the same religion I was in. And she was—I mean, I was an altar boy, but she was just as serious mm. in it as as I was in many ways. Um, and I'll—I'll I'll just put this out there: my my father-in-law, who my kids, my son Dom is twenty-two, and I guess he was around three or four when my father-in-law passed. But my father-in-law was a stevedore. You know, he worked down the docks, hmm. and he was a functional alcoholic from the time he was 16 till till 38, and he got saved. Hmm. And when I and he was he was a you know wise guy, you know, um, loan shark, the whole deal, right? Hmm. Um, always carried a snub snub nose 38 with him <laughs> wherever he went. He was a character, right? But when he got saved, he got saved, and he became a completely new creature. Hmm. I mean. Second Corinthians five seventeen walking right. Praise God. Any man being Christ, he's a new creature. He was a new creature, mm. um, and so, you know, 
Um, Peter, jot that scripture down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, my, my, my wife had seen her, her dad, who was not the – he was always a good dad, mm. provider, always. They never had money issues, mm-hmm. right? No matter where he got it, <laughs> they never had money issues. Okay, um, but she knew that he wasn't the kind of dad that he should have been, mm. right? Kind of husband he should have been. Mm. And so, to her own testimony, she had, she was concerned. Mm. Like if I if I get serious and I marry you, mm. can I trust you? Wow, right? That was. I mean, it took me two. Two years to get her to agree to get engaged, <laughs> and another two and a half years to marry me. <laughs> so this was not this even was, of your doing. Uh, yeah, She's, no, this no, is she the was. Stiff arm. Yeah, that that was it was the Heisman, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? I I I I stood by and I was patient, mm. and obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did. But right. um, but I said all that to say this: any two people that come together. You have to share the same values and priorities. Mm. We had that. We had the same values. It was no struggle, right? Um, you know, Sunday morning, it's like not are we going to church. It's just how early we're getting there. Got it. Yeah. You get it? Mm. And that's what our, that was the way we raised our kids. Mm. Like, you have a fever? Good. Take aspirin. And, uh, you know, by God's grace, when it's time to leave – it's not going to be there. Right. You know, right. there's a joke within our, mm-hmm. you know, our, my kids were my kids were raised on drugs. They were drugged the church <laughs> Sunday morning, drugged the church Sunday night, <laughs> drugged the church Wednesday night, right? They had drug issues. So <laughs> you, this is um you, this is you are devoted and you're committed to this. This is a priority of your life. Mm. This is what shapes your values, right? And you've asked me at other times, you know, you you don't make decisions. Well, you have to make decisions for your kids when they're younger. Mm -hmm. But you have to teach them how to make right decisions Mm. because you're not always going to be around. And, uh, I mean, not not saying you're not going to be on the earth, Mm. but they get to a certain point in their life, they're not going to be around you. Right. Right? They're going to be with friends. They're going to be in situations. Right. How do they make those decisions? Right. And so – you know, it's it's been wonderful. As a matter of fact, somebody just before we came into the room, you know, I said, you know, my wife's, you know, college graduate. She's got a bachelor's and she's got her bachelor's in psychology. She could have done very, very well for herself mm. financially. But we put all of that on hold to raise the kids, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a priority. Mm-hmm. Still is, mm-hmm. you know. So um, and, and I was asked, would you change it? And I said, not a second, right? right? So what that looked like on a daily basis is we spent a lot of time with our kids. So, you know, and by the way, uh, they got up, they had uniforms. I had desks for them. At the house. Yeah, Yeah. that or at the church, depending where we were. But Mm -hmm. no, you're in school. It's school time, right? right? You're getting up 8 o'clock. You're in class. This isn't you're rolling (laughs) out of bed. No, 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 no. Structure. Right. that's the other thing yeah. kids starve for. Mm. They starve for structure. Mm-hmm. When you tell your child no, here's what they want to know. Are you serious? <laughs> 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 
ain't that the truth? Are you just how ain't serious are you truth? about this, sir? Right? Because <laughs> I'm going to test you. They're going to test you, man. They're going to test you. What? Right? And so it's like, yeah, they're say whatever you want. There is black. There is white. Mm-hmm. This is right. This is wrong. Right. Right. Now, you get older. You're 25, 30. You have your kids. You want to live in gray land? You go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Mm. This is right. This is wrong. Right. Right. And so my principle in life is I find what is right, and then I take one or two steps to the right. Mm-hmm. Because I know that through attrition, uh, that through entropy, uh, entropy I'm going to start to move back. <laughs> and get lazy, mm-hmm. and discipline is not yeah. always going to be there. Got it. So I always give myself a little, a little room grace. to wiggle back, little yeah. grace area, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I go, oh, I'm getting a little too close, mm-hmm. then I know i got to get back. back. That's right? really good. And so I teach a lot of young Christians that in your life, right? Always be a little right of center. Uh, that's that, that's what works for me. It may not work for everybody, but right. it's sure. what works for me. So with kids, you know, you, you got to – and by the way, it's like um, – I don't know. Have you ever poured concrete before? Never, not once. You know, you get I never you, will. Yeah, you set up your <laughs> your forms, right? Every now and then, a form will break. It's rare, but it happens, mm-hmm. right? That's when you're raising kids. If the form breaks and it spills out, do you just let the cement go wherever it wants? That's good. No, yeah, because wherever wow, you let it go, it, it's it's going to harden wherever it goes. You ain't playing, right? So it's like, okay, I made a mistake, whatever. My kids made mistakes. We're living life here. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Do you cry? Do you, no. You reform it. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, that shouldn't have happened. I'm, I, apologize to your kids. That's I'm great. not telling you to. I'm sure, saying, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what? I messed up. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. shouldn't have did this. Wow, that's great. Right? I mean, for the man you are with your hands, I'm the exact opposite. I'm not, I mean, unless it's cooking. Now, I have some, <laughs> I have some blessed hands with, this, with the food, the culinary yes, world. Yes, yes, yes. But I am not. I cannot do anything with a hammer or a two-by-four. So <laughs> I can learn from you Yeah, there. well, uh, I, and I, my good. wife that's loves me in the analogy. kitchen, too, because I'm the, I'm the sous chef. I'm always <laughs> not allowed to touch anything, but... <laughs> I know how to slice those onions really well. I hear you, brother. <laughs> so she doesn't my, let me near anything that can, you know, hurt anybody. <laughs> I hear you. And she's a mean cook. I oh, she's, I amazing. she's amazing. We'll have you over. I love have it. You, yeah, have you and the family over. Amen. Um, so when Joe brings, when Joe gets involved in the insurance, what are you thinking at that time? I mean, he's obviously accomplished. He kind of knows what he wants to yeah. do. What are you thinking at that time, your son? Um, well. That's a really good question. You don't realize how deep that question goes. Because <laughs> I really believe my son has been called to ministry. Mm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gems drop in the Your Story podcast. I'm telling you, this is my favorite. <laughs> I'm listening, brother. I'm just yeah, drinking my... Yeah. I'm like Kermit the Frog right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Um so, now, to say that, I, I tell everybody. That. I know a lot of pastors, a lot. And um, I tell young men this, right? It, and, and if I might, let me just make this real, real clear. Mm-hmm. In the Scripture, the apostles at Jerusalem, they went and there was apostolic succession. 
Acts 2, you're in Jerusalem. By Acts 13, you're at Antioch hmm. in Syria. Hmm. What the early church of Jews in Jerusalem would not do by bringing the word to the uttermost, God said, fine, you don't put God in a corner. I'll just turn to the Gentiles and let them do it, uh-huh. right? And so he sends Paul there, and when you get to Acts 13, hmm. Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them unto. Uh-huh. And so now God uses them to go out unto hmm. the uttermost, right? Mm-hmm. And so churches start churches. That's the biblical way to do it. Mm-hmm. Not you get a diploma from a school. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Anybody can go get a diploma. It's okay. nothing but a piece of paper. Right. But it's not the anointing of the Holy Spirit on gotcha. your life. Yeah. There's a big difference. And you know how you know? When a person opens the book mm. and they start to speak it and preach it, mm. is there anointing on what they're saying? Mm. So if there's no anointing, they have to now get dramatic because they're going to have to move you emotionally. Mm. But emotion and spirit are not the same. Wow. So um, that was just a little editorial I'm there here for, for you. It. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally here for it. I like be, it. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be opposed to it. <laughs> right, so, but here's what I tell young men. If, if you're going to get in the ministry, you better take this gravely serious because mm. you're dealing with people's lives. Mm. And the last thing I would want is somebody who's not serious about doing this, right? Um, don't get into it. Even if you think, think it's what God calls you to do, don't do it. If you're not serious, you're not going to do it. So, I mean, listen, his mom and I talk to him all the time. I believe, I believe he'll, he'll get in the ministry someday. Hmm. I really do. Now, that's not to say we're not unbelievably proud of what God's using him to do. Uh, through this, uh, through this avenue, I mean, I'm, you know, do you believe he has the ability to minister in the world of business to business people? He's doing it. Amen. He's doing it. Absolutely. It's not a matter so, of if. So, so, is that not? That's a great thing. Sure. Uh, to be clear, I'm not upset. I know you're not. <laughs> I know we're, we're having a. I'm, yeah. I'm, I want understanding. Yeah. Oh, you're asking. I'm, I want understanding. Okay. I get you. I'm, I get you. I'm, see, I'm seeing him go forth at a at a young age, and he's he's did it younger than when I knew him. Oh yeah. And just you know, kind of turn a portion of the business world on its head, mm-hmm. and he has the ability. The same thing that's inside of him, that's inside of you, is inside of him. Absolutely. And he has the ability to reach people that yeah. may not be reachable just inside the four walls and he can do it in a different way so i'm asking you okay because you're biblically trained yes what are your thoughts on that as opposed to what i'm hearing and i'll say this you could take it back from me if i'm wrong yeah no traditional ministry right um well i will say this i'm prejudiced (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fair dude you know why because that's the truth i like that (laughs) <laughs> I, here, when I deal with anybody in my life, business, personal, mm-hmm. I tell them two things. Never lie to me. Never. I, I don't ask a lot of anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to me. Mm. Right? Shoot me straight. Be loyal. Shoot me straight. Tell me what I need to hear. 
I'm a big boy. I'll handle it. Sure. And if I have to go cry in a corner, I'll eventually mm-hmm. dry my tears and I'll mm-hmm. come out. I'll be mm-hmm. fine. Right. Uh, so, yeah. No, I'm. I'm very. I told you. I'm a purist. I'm. I'm. Yeah. So, what? What I see may not be what God sees. Mm. Right. Yeah. And that, if that's the case, then let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. Okay. Okay. It's that simple. I love you for that answer. Yeah, I, nice. I, I couldn't be any more honest with you. That's great. So yeah, we're very proud. Very, awesome. very proud. As you should be. Let's, yeah. We're not I even, mean, listen. We're not. We're not. We're, there was no. There was no assault to whether you were proud. Like that's. Yeah. Not oh even no a no question. no I, no! I get it completely. You know, this is a. T- t- you said something that made me think. Yes. And then I wanted an answer yeah. for my thought. Right. Because here's what we do as parents, whether you like it or not. Right. You have in your head a little chart of events mm-hmm. that you see your kids doing, right? The chart that he and my mother, his mother and I saw is not the chart that God has for him. Mm. And we're okay. We're yeah, okay man. with that. Yeah. yeah. I say this often. When I'm dead, right, and I'm six feet under, right, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. <laughs> you see me, but you don't see the real me. Mm. You just see the shell. You see the tabernacle. Mm. The real me, that's the soul. When this soul and body separate and I'm gone, mm. the shell's left behind. Mm. When that happens and whoever eulogizes me or whatever, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. if my wife can stand over my grave and say, that guy loved me like he promised me he would, mm. right? He put me first. And my kids are standing there, and they're, they're serving God in some capacity in a good Bible-preaching church. Mm. I'm a success. <laughs> you get it? I think I got it, brother. That's it. <laughs> Keep life simple. <laughs> that's, that's, what I set, that's what my wife and I set out to do 40 years ago. And you've done it. Yeah. So legendary. Yeah. Well, as long as that, as long as that happens, legend. We're, we're good. You're not your new your new name moving forward. I'm done. <laughs> I am legend. No, please. No, don't. we're good. You're no, gonna put I a target on no. my back. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I said it. Humble I and hungry. It. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that phrase before? <laughs> Maybe Humble. a couple of times. <laughs> All right. I gotta close this thing down, but I need to know. Yeah. <clears throat> um. You, did you ever envision yourself selling life insurance and going out and helping families? I was just telling Johnny Maz this. Um, I've been door knocking for 40 years telling people <laughs> about Jesus, right? It's what I've been doing 40 years. Mm. Tens of thousands of doors in Philadelphia, South Jersey, four years in a little town in Ohio, the mm. northwest corner, right? I've been visiting people, going into people's houses for 40 years. Wow. This was like fish to water. Wow. I knock on somebody's door. I'm not like, oh, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for so long. That's amazing. So when I walk in, you know, it's like I, I just have to know that I have to make that mental shift. Right. That, you know, I'm not saying, hey, Get your Bible yeah. and let's you know do this or that. It's so you know I'm there for business. Yeah, yeah, it's a financial product. Got it. And and I told you, my dad at 47 had a stroke hmm. and never worked again. 
we lost the house. I mean, a lot of bad things happen financially. Mm. So that's when I walk into a home, I realize I can help these people spiritually. So I tell everybody I'm mm. a pastor. I say, mm. listen, I run part-time appointments, but I'm a full-time pastor. Got it. Right? Love it. And I, I say that every home I go to. Yeah. And there are people that ask me questions mm. about spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. If they ask, I answer. Yeah. If they don't, if they choose to ignore it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Then I just do what I do. Sure. Right? And when Joe brought this to you, mm-hmm. were you uh, was it right away yes? Or was it like, uh, you, what, Joe, what are you, what, what's going on? What are you thinking here? Well, clearly coming from a background where I've used my hands my whole life, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I don't know. Right. You know, I was mm-hmm. a bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. But um, – but he said, no, you're going to get your license. He forced me, I, I mean, it. to his credit. He said, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Here, I'm going to pay for it. He said, yeah. here, get your license. That's All great. right, I got my license. Good. Then I went to the Dallas convention. Ah. And when I started to see the people coming up on stage, mm-hmm. and I heard the testimonies, and I heard the products explained, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, this is a golden opportunity. Wow. Golden. Yeah. So... You know how we said you have that chart and mm-hmm. the Lord redirects? Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. right. Lord, fine. This yeah. is, I'm 58 and I don't have to throw cinder block around anymore. <laughs> I love it. I'm okay. I yeah. could, <laughs> I don't know how to use anything on a computer, but I'll figure, you know, it, I'll out. figure it out. I've, you know. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. man. You know, when I hear Joe talk about the transition from his. The, you know his other business and not you know he's not fully trans but yeah. you know making the pivot over to family first life he mm-hmm. talks about glowingly about the opportunity that he was able to give his family and close mm-hmm. friends that he wasn't able to really give them in the last opportunity yes and he holds that near and dear yes. to his his testimony and his yes his path in this business so yes to see you here as a as a testament to that and it's um man I could do this for probably another hour. Yeah. Oh, you are amazing. Too. Well, you know, book of knowledge. Appreciate that. I appreciate you coming in and sharing your story with us. Yes. I feel like we could easily do a part two here, Peter. I yeah. just really do. <laughs> but Mr. Basso Senior, I appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you. God Thanks bless for you. joining us. My pleasure. Your story, man. This is one for the books. You gotta record and listen to it. Play it back. God bless. God bless. <laughs>